Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong. Jackie back, Jack. And Joe Getty. Joey, baby. Things are getting weird. They're getting weird fast. Armstrong and Getty. But I know this. They're loco. Everyone knows it. But the dramatics could come down just a little bit. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. is a bigger foreign policy crisis for the world right now ukraine russia or israel iran hamas which is which is the bigger crisis which is um, a bigger flashpoint problem maybe it's a dumb question there's no point in picking one uh but the, the, I, I do agree that they're tied together and that either the democracies of the world are going to still hold sway over how bad guys can operate or we're not. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they are tied together in that way. And I'm going to talk about that. And in just a second, a wall street journal thing, I just read that's horrifying on how China and Russia are doing a good job and being fairly successful of convincing all the rest of the world that evil United States. And, you know, a lot of your big Western countries are just, you know, they're trying to trying to do horrible things to you. You need to be on our side, Russia and China. And they, they might get, you know, Two billion people to go along with them on that point of view. I'd like to hear more about that. No, you're about to, because um, uh, th- they don't have a moral argument; they have a practical argument. You're about to hear more about it, but it's horrifying. Anyway, here's a little Charles Dagada, his report on CBS News last night. Lieutenant Colonel Ido Cass said there was little choice. 
I know that the military objective is to destroy Hamas. Mm -hmm. But you destroyed everything. Yeah, because look, Hamas is using infrastructure. I mean, just 10 minutes ago, we had a, a serious battle with a group of Hamas inside the school. We found these rocket launchers. He showed us a missile site hidden in the backyard of a home next to what used to be a swimming pool. The commander here told us there were about a thousand Hamas militants here to begin with. Now there are a few dozen left. It's not the threats above ground that they're worried about, but the ones below it. I, I just, I don't blame the Israeli guy for uh, the fighter for, you know, answering the way he did, but just more people need to say to these journalists, what what would you like me to do? What do you think I ought to do? Right. Right. Bernie Sanders famously gave a, an interview the other day saying, there should be a humanitarian ceasefire. And the interviewer asked him, well, what are the Israelis supposed to do if Hamas is fighting from hospitals? I can't tell them how to fight a war. I just think we should stop the bloodshed. That, to me, is a, a, that's a child. Bernard Sanders. And I like children. I'm fine with children. But you got to let the adults run the world. Because the whole, I don't know, but I'm super uncomfortable, so I'll tell you what they shouldn't do. No, you don't get to do that. Charles Daggett, who I like as a reporter, he's really, really good. And he's answering an obvious question, but... You know, Hamas was uh, embedded here, however many Hamas fires, and you destroyed everything. And that lieutenant colonel in the Israeli army saying, well, I had no choice. They literally have no choice, as far as I can tell. I don't know what else you're going to do. Right. Anyway, to the horrifying reality that China and Russia are claiming the moral high ground over Palestinian deaths. This is from the Wall Street Journal. The bloody war in Gaza is providing America's main geopolitical rivals, China and Russia, with valuable, a valuable opportunity to garner support around the world, enabling the two repressive autocracies to harness a wave of sympathy for the Palestinians and to position themselves as champions of humanitarian values and peace. I would say that uh, it's not incidental that so much of the U.S. press and our college kids and that sort of stuff are helping. Russia and China make that argument to the world because I'm sure they can put those pieces on their evening. I'm sure they are putting those pieces on their evening newscasts. Look up how upset the the, the people uh, in America are with what right. their government is doing. Their evil, evil government. Um, but this is the stuff I want to get to because it's just it's so disgusting. Russia and China have focused on framing the war as part of a global power struggle against the United States, with Israel reduced to little more than Washington's regional pawn. Putin, whose forces have flattened several Ukrainian cities, said in an address the other day that, quote, his fists are clenched and his eyes tear up as he watches the Israeli bombing of Gaza. Russian soldiers in Ukraine are fighting the same American root of evil, he said, and their battles will decide the fate of Russia and the entire world, including the future of the Palestinian people. Having contempt for humankind really helps you as a dictator. Really, it's really freeing. Boy, he is an amoral sociopath. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, as I've mentioned more than once, uh, I actually read Mein Kampf. Um, and one of Hitler's main points is, if you're going to be one of the great leaders of history, you've got to be willing to sacrifice the hundreds of thousands of the little people. If you can't get over that, don't even look for, don't even look to get into that line of work. And, you know, it's obvious when you see him operate, 
that that's what they're thinking. But to see to read a guy write that just struck me as a as a youngish man. Putin obviously thinks, yeah, if I'm going to restore the Russian Empire, it's going to cost a few million lives. Why are you telling me this? I know it. My fists clench and my eyes tear up when I see the abuse of the Palestinian people. That's hilarious. A guy who's bombing schools. It's just absolutely amazing. And then in China, uh, their state media, because both China and Russia, the news is what the dictator tells them it's going to be. Their news is filled with commentary in China blasting U.S. hypocrisy and warmongering in the Middle East and showing the devastation in Gaza, contrasting it with Beijing's demands for an immediate ceasefire and Palestinian statehood. China will continue to stand on the side of international fairness and justice, on the side of international law, and on the side of legitimate aspirations of the Arab and Islamic world. And if this is gaining a foothold for, you know, a couple of billion people around the world, a whole generation, that's troubling. Well, then you add on the U.S. goes to your local African republic run by some warlord or another. It says, yeah, we'll give you financial aid. We'll help you build up your uh, university there and your port and and such. But you got to hold free elections and your human rights abuses. You really got to tone that stuff down. You got to release that dissident, blah, blah, blah. Then China comes to town and says, "Uh, here's the check. Be loyal to us. What are you going to choose if you're a warlord? So, yeah, they're trying as hard as they can to make a phony, despicable, almost hilarious moral argument. And they've got the fact that they're unencumbered by any sort of morality whatsoever. There is a debate tonight, uh, and um, I think the first question is going to be about abortion. And the election that happened yesterday, we can talk more about that coming up. But I'm sure they're also going to be asked about the government's position, Biden's position on uh, on the Middle East. And I'll be interested to hear what their answers are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I feel like I got maybe an hour in me so, for the debate. Maybe an hour. Hmm. My excuse being most of America, well, most of America won't watch it for a single second. No. Those who watch it will watch it for 40 minutes on average. And then what's the point? Unless Trump is hit by a bus, he's going to be the nominee. So unless you just enjoy debates, really poorly run debates. They're calling it the bus theory. Uh, different topic. Who's Ro Khanna? He's a Democratic congressperson from Southern California. Uh, California, yeah. Um, he is occasionally fairly moderate, uh, sometimes not. Oh, Silicon Valley. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Got the wrong area, California. Anyway, he tweeted this out, got my attention, thought it was good. Two thirds of student loan borrowers say they didn't know their payments were restarting. Just started back in October 1st. Uh, if that's true, that's uh, troubling. Y- yeah. Um, Two thirds <laughs> didn't know that the payments were starting back. You weren't following this story at all as someone who owed you may owe like $75,000 or something, too. And here I am with this fantasy of talking them out of their woke 
cult ideology. <laughs> they don't even know the gigantic, monstrous loan which looms over their lives like the giant spaceship from Independence Day. Forgive my old movie reference. I don't go to the movies these days. They, they're unaware of that. Yet I'm going to undo all the teaching their professors did. Yeah, whoops. Erg. Anyway, Rokana's angle on it is over 2 million report they never received a bill or, or uh, received it with short notice. All right. Uh, we need to get this right and cancel student debt for everyone up to $50,000 immediately. <laughs> yeah, good. Wait a minute. <laughs> I like Bernie Wayne in there, the socialist. He, he, he broke my ankles with his crossover ideological dribble. That's your answer, Ro? Great, Scott. I swear. It's, it's the sane versus the insane now in American politics. But as long as the insane can bring abortion to the, the ballot, they win. Hey, speaking of China, look what's yeah. up on the news. The panda. They're, they're, Don't get me started. China's repoing their, our pandas. They can try. They can try, but if we sit passively and let them steal our pandas back and drag our pandas from the warm bosom of the free market and the freedom they've enjoyed in the United States in their cage, granted, um, and, and they try to repatriate them and make them back into commie pandas, that's panda abuse. Look at that baby panda. Is that the cutest thing you've ever seen in your life? Size of your thumb, too, I gotta, tiny. Yeah, I got to get one of those. Sure you do, but China will repo it from you. Like I said earlier, we got a couple of options. They go show up for their panda bears. We say, yeah, it was, it was here yesterday. I don't know where it went. Must have escaped. What are you going to do? Or just paint the whole thing all the way black. Say, yeah, I got this black bear over here, but I don't got no damn pandas. Or white, put it with the polar bears. Our point is, do we passively let the commies take our pandas back? Or do we assert ourselves? They're probing for weakness, and they're finding it in the Biden panda <laughs> agenda. I want my panda back, panda back, panda back. The pangenda, if you will. <laughs> I won't. The Armstrong and Getty. What in God's name? The hundred on the crazy meter. Well, that bad it kept fair. Man, that makes my soul bleed. That's insane. It's a little too much donkey talk. Unacceptable. The reality is, is things are getting weird, and they're getting weird fast. Uh... This is the Armstrong and Getty Show. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Michael, thanks for the rush. If this isn't uh, my favorite song, because I don't have a favorite song, it's certainly in the uh, top tier. Free Will by the ferocious Canadian threesome. All right, you can you can fade it down. That's fine. Uh, this uh, Stanford scientist is getting a new a lot of attention for his new book. Uh, his name is Robert Sapolsky, and in his new book, he posits that there's really no such thing as free will at all. So what's free will again? Uh, that human beings choose what they do to any real extent. Control your soul's desire for freedom. If I'm not choosing what I do, who is? I mean, what's, what's the opposite of it? How's, how's uh, it an argument? Uh, biology, genetics, your external environment, etc. You have no choice, like, really, or, or practically no choice. Like everything or just minor decisions? Now, before I rip into this guy, uh, I've read a, a profile of him, and he seems like a lovely chap. He's shy. He doesn't like conflict. He's been studying gorillas since he was a child. He he spends a couple of months a year studying baboons and how they relate to each other. Baboons. He's a, a, he's, a, he's an aging Robert Plant-looking dude, and I'm sure he's a nice fella. Um, 
But after 40 years of studying humans and other primates, he's reached the conclusion that virtually all human behavior is as far beyond our conscious control as the convulsions of a seizure, the division of cells, or the beating of our hearts. This means accepting that a man who shoots into a crowd has no more control over his fate than the victims who happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time which is an abhorrent notion. It means treating drunk drivers who barrel into pedestrians just like drivers who sudden uh, suffer a sudden heart attack and veer out of their lane. Well, is he saying this or is somebody, I didn't catch, is this somebody's, the problem with his attitude? He's saying this? No, that's that's what he believes. Okay. He says, and I quote directly, the world is really screwed up and made much, much more unfair by the fact that we reward people and punish people for things they have no control over. We've got no free will. Stop attributing stuff to us that isn't there. He's a MacArthur Genius Grant winner, and he's extremely aware, he says, that he's got an out there position. He's he's more than aware of that. Um <clears throat> But I'll, I'll summarize some of the things he, he says. He says, I'm really, really, really trying not to sound like a competitive, combative jerk in the book. I deal with human complexities by going and living in a tent. So, yeah, I'm not up for a lot of brawls about this. But anyway, um, uh, let's see. Where is it? Uh, the book breaks down the neurochemical influences that contribute to human behaviors, analyzing the milliseconds to centuries preceding, say, the pulling of a trigger or the suggestive touching of an arm. If it's impossible for any single neuron or any single brain to act without influence from factors beyond its control, Sapolsky argues there can be no logical room for free will. So we just they, feel like we're making all these decisions? Yeah, yeah. Um, and they go, yeah, we have time for this. That's good. We know we make worse decisions when hungry, stressed, or scared. We know our physical makeup is influenced by genes inherited from distant ancestors and by our mother's health during her pregnancy. Abundant evidence indicates that people who grew up in homes marked by chaos and deprivation will perceive the world differently and make different choices than people raised in a safe, stable, resource-rich environment, hmm. which is beyond our control. Uh, but like everything is beyond our free will. If you reach out right now and pick up a pen, was that this insignificant action somehow preordained? Yes, Sapolsky says, both in the book and to countless students who've asked the same question during office hours. What the student experiences is a decision to grab the pen is preceded by a jumble of competing impulses beyond his or her conscious control. Uh, and then they go into some. See, I, um, I don't know why. I, I know a lot of people are really into this sort of thing, but like I had, I mentioned I have a friend that was a. PhD, Masters, Berkeley guy, and uh, he started into this one time, and it's like I, he, he was hoping to engage in this conversation. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just don't care. I mean, it's just, I, not that I don't care, but it's just like I just don't, I don't know. I, I, I just, I can't funny, engage in it. I have tried to engage in like philosophy, philosophy, and I always get to like chapter two and think I'm going to go do something productive. Right. You people are just gazing at your navels and 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 arguing about the utterly unknowable. Um, you know, again, seems like a gentle old you know hippie uh, baboon scientist. Maybe we have less free will than we would like to think. Maybe we are shaped by our upbringing, our environment, and our genes, because of course we are. But there's plenty of free will. And I suggest you exercise it to the best of your abilities, because then you'll have better outcomes. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, that would uh, radically change the way uh, the judicial system is structured, wouldn't it? Oh, man. 
quick question for you. What if you happen to miss this unbelievable radio program? The answer is easy, friends. Just download our podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. It's the podcast version of the broadcast show, available anytime, any day, every single podcast platform known to man. Download it now, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Uh, Armstrong and Getty. These are bad guys. That is especially true. So bizarre and so grotesque. Yup. Okay. Well, that was unnecessarily frank, but how can this show be on one hand sometimes so highbrow, yet be what it is the rest of the time? Come on. The Armstrong and Getty Show. In there. Prove to the night that our flag was still there. I like new interpretations. <sighs> Who was that singing the national anthem? Oh, that was Flavor Flav of Public Enemy. Yep. Was he a singer? No. Rappers no. aren't singers necessarily, are they? 
No, they could be, but he certainly isn't. National Anthem's tough to sing, though. Well, then, if you're that bad, don't sing it at all. Mm. <laughs> that was, man, that was an attack on the U.S., on our mainland. First since the War of 1812. Perpetrated by the forces of Flavor Flav. I was at an event over the weekend where uh, there was a National Anthem sung, and I was like, yeah, that's a tough one. You either start yeah. too low or too high. Either way, it's... Boy, that was rough. Is anybody hurt? Uh, that was rough. Uh, so, uh, on a totally different topic, and we will, I believe, be playing that entire version during the One More Thing podcast. Okay, I haven't heard it. Later on today. Brace yourself. Awesome. Uh, I, I, one of the reasons, probably the reason, definitely the reason, I'm so passionate about the whole, how do you want to describe it, the, the woke thing, the intersectionality, critical theory, queer theory thing, is not that it's a clash of opinions or policies. I think we ought to have more welfare state. I think we ought to have less welfare state. Uh, re- regulation, deregulation. No, it's, it's two completely different visions of mankind, one which I believe to be post-enlightenment, Based on data and observable science and, and, and logic and the natural rights of man, et cetera, et cetera. And the other one, which is like pre-enlightenment, um, the woke thing, where you've just got to accept it on faith and, and the oppressor is always the oppressor, the victim is always the victim. And it's very much like a cult or a set of religious beliefs. In fact, they've denied that there's anything such as the truth or scientifically provable uh, truth. There's only my truth and your truth. So in that way, it's, it's pre-enlightenment, and, and it's, it's frightening. It's like pre-civilization and post-civilization, practically. And it's my belief that the argument over the reaction to the Hamas slaughter of the Jews in Israel is a real turning point for a lot of folks on the left side of American politics, including, including moderate lefties. They saw the out there 10%, 20% of super progressive woke folks as allies. So they thought, well, they're a little nutty, but I mean, they're not like completely nuts. And then in the wake of the slaughter by Hamas, a lot of folks on the left center in American politics have realized, no, these people are crazy. And, and they're as dangerous as, as the talk radio lunatics have been trying to tell us they are. Uh, anyway. As a preface, a preface to a couple of pieces of audio, people who have discussed the the carnage in Israel and the aftermath uh, and the differing perspectives there, you have a man of the center right. Right, they'd like you to think Ron DeSantis is some sort of right wing fascist maniac, but he's clearly not. Here's what he had to say about Israel. Clip fifty. Israel is facing an enemy that wants nothing less than another Holocaust. Uh, They would eliminate Israel from the map if they could. Hamas would drive every Jew into the sea. So I think it's important for the United States, one of our strongest allies, that we stand with them publicly and privately, in word and in deed, because I think if they do anything else than eliminate Hamas entirely, they're just going to face these types of attacks again in the future. Everybody's so scared to address the issue of what are the attitudes of the regular Palestinian man and woman in uh, in Gaza. And we don't have good polling on this, but it still seems like it should be open to discussion. Does the average Palestinian think Israel should exist or not? They elected Hamas when they had an election. Mm-hmm. So my guess is the majority of the Palestinians don't think Israel should exist at all. 
I think that's probably true. I How could think that not come up in a conversation ever, though? Hurts the narrative. I hate to say that because it's become a cliche, and it's not a very thorough explanation, but that's absolutely the explanation. There is a predetermined, herd-adopted narrative for this discussion in American media. Boy, it was yesterday, watching the Sunday shows. It was all just... How do we stop Israel from going too far? Are you doing enough to stop Israel from going too far? What if Israel goes too far? That was the only conversation on all of the talk shows yesterday. Here is a Congresswoman Pramila Jayapal, who's what's she's the chairwoman of the DNC, or she's one of your really higher ups in the Democratic Party. She is left of left, but is regularly quoted in the press as an important personage, and perhaps she is, or she is with her opinion. The United States rightly called out Russia for its siege of Ukraine, rightly called out the attacks on the power infrastructure, the refusal to provide food and water and fuel to the Ukrainians. And we have to recognize that our credibility and our authority on the moral stage is is greatly diminished if we do not also call out these uh, this siege that Israel is launching on Gaza. To call that idiotic is to underestimate it. Well, it's not idiotic, it's deliberate, but that is a bizarre comparison. Yeah, Ukraine did not attack Russia. They did not go across the border into a little town while people were asleep and murder the grandmas and babies. The Atlantic, of all places, has an absolutely brilliant essay about how wrong the uh, colonial oppressor settler narrative is about Israel and, and the Palestinians. We don't have time to get into it now, but we'll, we'll dip into that at some point in the next couple of days. But to, yeah, to compare the two is just out of control. It's, it's hard to believe somebody's saying that with a straight face. And then finally, John Kirby. We have, since almost the very beginning hours of this conflict, talked about the need to respect civilian life, talk about uh, abiding by the laws of war, uh, cautioned and urged our Israeli counterparts to be careful uh, how they conduct these operations so that they civilian casualties. Hamas, on the other hand, uses civilians to hide behind. They actually put the civilians out in front. Rather than protecting civilians, they're putting civilians uh, at greater danger. Ehud Barak, the Prime Minister of Israel at the time, as brokered by Bill Clinton, gave the Palestinians what the world community was demanding they give. All sorts of autonomy and land and assurances and aid. And Yasser Arafat rejected it all. Israel's been out of Gaza for, is it 16 years now? Since 07? Um, the whole, they're colonialists, they've been occupying Gaza, it's just not true. Well, and the whole, we need to have a ceasefire, we need to have a ceasefire, we need to have a ceasefire, which obviously allows Hamas to, you know, get their ducks back in a row, rearm, get prepared, figure out what your strategy is and react to it. There was a ceasefire on October 6th, and it had been for quite a few years. You stopped the ceasefire by invading Israel, murdering people. That is just, I, I can't believe that's working. And like I said, it was the topic on all the Sunday shows. What do we need to do to get a ceasefire going? So I walk in, punch a guy in the face, I say, ceasefire. King's X, let's take a break. Let's talk this over now that I've punched you in the nose. That, who, who thinks that makes sense? Yeah, I know. It's unbelievable.
And then you had the leaders of Hamas jumping on their version of the Sunday talk shows, I guess. Uh, Hamas meet the press saying, oh, yeah, we baited Israel into uh, going to sleep because we were trying to convince them that we're just uh, governing. Meanwhile, we've been planning these attacks for two years. Uh, Margaret, thanks for having me on. And then uh, the American left, including the media, is calling, we need to have a ceasefire. That is just unbelievable. The narrative is the the king, the dictator, the almighty of the discussion in American media. It's wild to observe. Well, and I think it's going to go a lot further this week and really, really fast. Um, the, you think there's been a a, uh, uh, a bent toward the Palestinian people and away from Israel over the last couple of days while this week is just going to be out of hand, I think. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Well, and Israel, for what it's worth, has decided we need to wipe out Hamas once and for all or we will never be safe. So that's what we're going to do. As you pointed out, again, with all due respect to the suffering of the Palestinian people, many of whom have been brought up since the cradle with the idea that Jews drink the blood of Arab of Muslim babies, that they're the source of all evil on earth. I guess you grow up like that, you might end up believing it. Um, they're humans, we're humans, etc., etc. But Israel's only choice is to wipe out Hamas, to wipe out the threat. Now it it is a different game now. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, the Armstrong and Getty Show. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. 
Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This is just, it's a weird time we're living through. It will not last forever. Here's a high school boy says, now I'm a girl, and the idiotic Maine, that's the state of Maine, uh, Principals Association or whoever decides this sort of thing says, yes, if you declare yourself a girl, you can compete in girls' sports. And so this young man who was 172nd uh, in the district uh, last year in the uh, cross-country competition is now the fourth-ranked in the, there's something like that, yeah. Uh, the fourth-ranked competitor, that's something else. Boy, uh, she must have been training hard since he decided that he was a girl. Uh, this person, and you know what? It's it's a minor. I'm not going to use this person's name. It's in a bunch of news accounts, but um, I, you get to be stupid and misguided as a kid. Um, but this person, first name Soren, uh, has now raced up 168 spots in the ranking, yes, Um Competed in the main festival of champions, finished fifth, uh, as uh, Soren sprinted to the finish in a time, uh, well, I don't want to give it away, uh, but listen to the tape of uh, the bystanders as this young man is finishing. Way to cheat, bro. Way to cheat, bro. Nice job, bro. <laughs> uh, 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 that's horrible. Well, uh, and people the on the scene. It's horrible that's, that it's happening. Oh, it is. It is. And that's uh, one high school kid taunting another. Um, you know, uh, more and more woman, young women athletes and their parents are coming out, though. That whole I'm terrified to talk about it period is over and that's great news here's one young female runner it's not fair to a female who's trained hard males are biologically faster than females with testosterone they need to run under their biological gender uh mother said men are simply larger faster and stronger than their female counterparts imagine living in a world where you have to point that out and i've seen this picture in the video it's a dude he is a very athletic looking young man but you know of course that the other side the fact that he finished fifth is an argument that, see, men are not better than women automatically. Absolutely idiotic argument. One father of physician whose two children compete in Maine's high school cross-country uh, competition said it was profoundly unfair. Quote, if a boy competing in a sporting event were found to be using performance-enhancing drugs, he would be disqualified due to the presumption of unfair competitive advantage. If instead the same boy chose to compete as a girl, he would not only be disqualified due to his enormous presumptive competitive advantage, he would be lauded, feted, and applauded. For the boys, it would be tragic, for it teaches them things that simply do not apply outside of the very t narrow time and place place in which we currently reside and for the girls it's the grossest of injustices in every conceivable way because it forces them to participate in and to some extent accept something which is manifestly false they must like it or not participate in the lie which is very eloquent and that's what i've been saying for a very long time and why you can't be forced to adopt the nomenclature the the language of the left don't don't call pediatric sex trait modification gender affirming care and i was so annoyed <clears throat> i still love brett bear but last night on a special report he was talking about the 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 gal uh, the maryland woman who is the new senator from california 
And uh, Brett, dutifully using the language of the left, said she is the first uh, black woman, uh, uh, the first black LGBTQIA plus woman to serve in the Senate. And I'm like, Brett. Why the alphabet soup? Do you understand why that bowl of alphabet soup exists? It's so that they can group lesbians with gays and bisexuals and transgender people and queer and uh, and asexual and uh, intersex. I and, then and the plus American. all those other. Yeah, two spirit and blah, 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 all, all down the line. So that r- rhetorically they, they can say. Well, we have gay rights, so of course we have to have transgender rights, which means they get to go into the women's bathroom and compete with women's sports. They're intentionally grouping all of those people together. Uh, LaFonza, what's her name? Is it Ellis, her last name? Oh. Um, anyway, uh, the new uh, senator from Maryland, who's the senator from California, um, she's not, uh, she's lesbian. She's not G, she's not B, she's not Q, T, I, A, plus, minus. She's lesbian. It's an effort from the left to make us adopt their language. Butler is her name. Thank you. Um, don't do it. The same old words we've been using for a very long time are fine. They're perfectly adequate. Don't let the left reinvent language to win the argument presumptively. I mean, you get this, right? Gender-affirming care ends the argument. You're just affirming the gender that they are. No, they're not a confused adolescent like this poor kid. Delusional. He's 100% a dude. He's wearing lipstick. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's right. I knew there was one more. I was uh, listening to NPR before the show today to punish myself for my sins. And uh, and they were doing a report on uh, preventing HIV in black women. And they, like three quarters of the time, it wasn't 100% of the time, which was weird, but three quarters, 80% of the time, they said cisgender women, cis women. When it comes to pr- protecting cis women against blah, blah, blah. And I thought... That's like me going into a clothing store and having the clerk constantly refer to two-armed shirts. And we have this two-armed shirt. (laughs) We have that two-armed shirt. Because there's a vanishingly small population of people who have only one arm for whatever reason. God bless you. I hope you have a happy life in spite of your handicap. Um, But the idea that you have to point out that women are cisgender women is laughable. Don't do it. Two-armed shirts. Now, you see, this two-armed sports coat is very attractive with this two-armed shirt. Why would you say that? Cisgender, please. So the Pope is calling some sort of big Catholic meeting that's been anticipated for a couple of years. I'm going to talk about some rules changes, and there's some rumors out there that they might uh, might be moving toward allowing women to be deacons or something else. And uh, allowing some sort of same-sex marriages to be performed in the Catholic Church. I don't know if those rumors are accurate or not, but the Washington Post is positioning it as conservative Catholics dreading the new meeting or whatever coming up. Of course, they have to put it in some sort of negative sure. light. but As opposed right. to like embracing the fact that the Catholic Church might be modernizing their standards, they got to make it a negative story somehow. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know how many people are going to be bothered by that if it happens. Well, and they get to do the uh, old, uh, the other thing I heard on NPR was it's banned book week. Or maybe it was uh, USA Today. It's banned book week, and and the banning of books is increasing. You know, here's what we have to do on the right. We'd never do it because it's repulsive. But 
have a book about Johnny's conservative and have that book be sexually explicit as hell, including with the illustrations, graphic illustrations of Johnny getting it on with every chick he can get drunk or talking to sex or whatever. And then when they ban it, we get to say they're banning it because Johnny's conservative. Play their game. It's idiotic. You can't introduce porn into schools. And then because kind of a subplot of the book is dude is gay. So they're betting it because it's gay. <laughs> don't fall for that crap, America. Yeah, don't have a moment of panic in the vestibule of logic. That's what I say. Right. Boy, when I get done right reading, or I'm going to write Johnny's conservative this afternoon. And, man, it's going to make Marines blush. <laughs> like longshoremen are going to say, oh, too much. <laughs> but we're going to get it in schools, and they better not ban our book because Johnny's conservative. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.